Hi, I'm Barry Worthington. I'm Paul Thorpe. I'm Adam Cumbry. And this is the Progress with Unity podcast. Bit of an update on Adam. He's had his operation now. We've spoken to him this evening, all three of us. He was in a very positive mood, would you say? Oh, yeah, very positive. I was surprised. He was in really good spirits. He's got his head shaved. My wife had a look at him and she said, ooh, he doesn't half suit that. So I hope he doesn't hear this or he'll be getting above his station. The operation looks like it's gone successful. One thing that he did mention was, well, two things that he mentioned. First of all, they asked him if he was pregnant. (laughs) So I don't know what that (laughs) were about. And the other thing, what they said to Adam, is that when he came round from the anaesthetic, which was about 10 minutes after the op, they couldn't shut him up talking. The Walton Centre in Fazakalet know exactly what we have to put up with on a bi-weekly basis when he's on the podcast. Uh, they can't edit him either, can they, like you can? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I get the option to edit bits out of him when he's going on. but And, and he did tell us a funny story about, about asking us to lift him up in his bed, but we'll not mention that to save his embarrassment. He didn't realise he'd taken his underwear off. <laughs> I'll tell you what. the story anyway. Yeah, he, he's, he's in hospital. And he's still making us laugh. He's still a character. The sooner he's back with us, the better. For all the people out there who are inquiring about Adam's welfare, all I can say is that he's looking well. He's obviously in a, in a really good place. And everything looks positive, and he's very positive himself. Like we said before, he's, he looks in far better shape than you would expect him to be in, given he's had a pretty major operation. So he's doing well. While we're talking about him having his head shaved, he's participating in the Brave the Shave for the Macmillan nurses. Brilliant cause. These people really do look after after you when you when you're not well. So far he's raised the fantastic total of two thousand two hundred and eleven pounds. That's the running total at this time. His initial target was just three hundred quid. If you want to contribute to this uh, to this great cause, we've got on our Facebook and Twitter sites We've got the link pinned to each account, so you can get you can get on there. And if you want to pop Adam a message, he's receiving them gratefully, and he wants to thank everybody as well for the, for the count messages and best wishes. And he said that it's really helped him. Just uh, a couple of things before we get into the Birmingham City preview. Steve Humphries mentioned in the press this week about interest from Rotherham. It doesn't surprise me. I think he needs first-team football at this stage of his career. Whether it's a, a loan offer or if they're coming in for a permanent, I'm not sure. But I think they're doing good to play regular football. Uh, I agree. He's, he's he's still in his development stages and you can tell with watching him play, he's still very much a... I'd say he's a, quite a raw player. Um, he, he needs that kind of... that game time that he got at Rochdale because he, he did really... Once he's got a string of games under his belt, he seems to do do really well. So I think... I'd actually, I'd actually like to see him maybe getting a top League One loan Potentially, um, but if even if Rotherham did want him on loan, then that that's potentially a good option as well. So, um, yeah, I think I think he probably does need a loan. It's a shame to see him on the bench, but I can see why. Probably doesn't suit the system as well as the players like Ashley Fletcher and Josh McGuinness. He's a he's a different kind of forward, isn't he? So, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be too disappointed to see him loaned out. I would be disappointed to see him go permanently, but obviously um, that decision is out of my hands. Isn't it? Yeah, I think I think you know, you obviously you've got. McGuinness, you've got Charlie Wyke, he's behind both of those in the pecking order. You've just brought Broden and Fletcher in. Um, so now he's potentially down to fifth, which, you know, nobody's going to be happy with. So 
get some football somewhere. Fair play to him. On Saturday, we're off down to St Andrews, the scene of a very famous Wigan Athletic game back in 1978 when Sir Alf Ramsey was the manager of Birmingham City. We lost 4-0 that day in the FA Cup third round, but it went a long way to gaining favour with the voting clubs in the summer that got us elected to the to, into the Football League. A debt of gratitude for Alf Ramsey canvassing on our behalf. Anyway, I'm transgressing. Tell you what, Barry, what we've both also got in common is we're both unlikely cup winners from the last sort of 10-15 years as well because we won the League Cup in 2011 and you're a lot of course won the FA Cup in uh, in 2013 so we've got that in common as well and we both played in Europe as championship clubs yeah so. that's a good point yeah good trivia that if you wonder who this is, this is Gab Sutton. Give us a little bit of info about yourself. You're a bit of a EFL buff. Well, I like to think so, Barry. I'm obviously a Birmingham City fan. Been a, a Blue Nose, had a season ticket there for, for a while, but more recently, in more recent years, kind of um, devoted my time to covering the EFL more broadly and bit, being a bit of a journalist. So, um, yeah, I've, I've had a really good time sort of covering the leagues generally. Um, I sort of engage with fans sort of uh, up and down the country, really. And um, you can join in the chat on uh, on twitter you can follow me at gab sutton i've also got a show called the efl debate where i chat chat to various people from across the game whether it's fans or whether it's sort of people involved in clubs i really enjoy that as well so you can follow me on twitter at gab sutton and you can also follow the hashtag efl debate before the season commenced whichever pundit you looked at birmingham city seemed to be everyone's favorite for relegation what's your Mm. thoughts on that they were mine as well, and, I, and I'm a blue nose. And I think that kind of comes from the issues with where we are as a club structurally, where we have been for the last sort of 10, 11, 12 years. And there's a lot of sort of problems that we probably need more than five minutes to uh, to delve into, really. But I think that the crux of it is the lack of transparency, the lack of forward planning, the lack of sustainable sort of operating. We've not really invested in long-term assets. We've not, not really had a plan. And so it's a club that's a little bit in free fall at the moment even though we've somehow uh, almost every season clawed enough points to just stay up whether that's partly because of ourselves or partly because of the issues elsewhere so we're a bit lucky really and and I think for a lot of people we'd kind of been a bit worried that this will be the season where it all kind of um, deteriorates and we, we might end up finishing bottom the reason the one glimmer of positivity though and we may come into this onto this in more detail Barry is uh, John Eustace because this is someone really highly rated in coaching so has got an excellent reputation in the game and we've seen that in a couple of the games so far we've looked like a well-drilled side so a bit of encouragement there lots of concerns for where the club is structurally but if we can and it's a huge if sort the issues at boardroom level out then I'm hopeful that John Eustace is going to be the man that takes us forward. You're talking there about my next two points actually so we'll just carry on with that. You're looking to tell the club once again and you've got an ex-Barcelona player and mm. a fashion guru. So so Maxi Lopez um, I think has connections in fashion and he's also played for, for Barcelona. I think he's an Argentine. And then on the flip side of that we've got Paul Richardson who's a local businessman. He's a brummy. I'm not 100% sure about those two. Um, obviously not, not normal circumstances I'd welcome a takeover slight worry for me was that I'd heard on the grapevine or through rumours that they were looking at bringing in Matt Southall as CEO and this is someone who's got a very dodgy to say the least uh, history with Rochdale and Charlton so that gives me some some sort of red flags uh, about you know whether they've got the right uh, plans in place for for us so so big question marks there I, I think it's just a case 
of, of, of waiting and see, really. Um, it, it wouldn't disappoint me necessarily if that takeover fell through and, and we'd hope that someone else kind of with maybe better or more sensible ideas uh, came in. So lots of unknowns at ownership level. And that's been the way for, um, yeah, 10, 12 years now. And um, we've, we've, all, we've almost got a bit used to it in a way, Barry. I think the issue as well that we've got is that it's one thing for owners to pass a fit and proper person test. And obviously that doesn't always do the job. But then I think it's harder to pin down issues with people who are appointed as CEO because th- there's probably different regulations for that. So that's a massive, uh, massive concern for me. And I don't really think we can move forward until we have these uh, these issues sorted, unfortunately. You mentioned there also about John Eustace. And is he the man to keep you up this season or even, you know, progress you? progression is going to be difficult with uh, the circumstances but I think if he can keep us up I'm very much thinking along the lines of get to 50 points as as soon as possible we've had a steady start towards that I think Um, good point at Luton who were um, playoff contenders last year Huddersfield likewise although they've looked awful so far this season we beat them pretty comfortably I would say and obviously a bit disappointing performance at Cardiff but I think I'd take four points from the first three games we've obviously got Watford tonight so We'll, we'll have to see how that goes. That's going to be a difficult one. I probably wouldn't be expecting to pick up anything from that. But in terms of Eustace, um, this is someone who's managed Kidderminster. They were regarded as the non-league Barcelona. And then off the back of that, he got some work with QPR, did very well there, then worked with Stephen Kenny with Ireland. And he was linked with the Watford job in the summer. So I think this is someone who's really highly regarded as a coach. We've looked very well drilled under him, certainly in the game that I saw against Huddersfield. So lots of encouragement from from that perspective and we've also got um, an exciting crop of young players coming up through the academy as well so there's nuggets of, of encouragement to come from from those two things who have you brought in and who's impressed you? We've signed Dion Sanderson back, who we had in the first half of last season. I rate him, I think, on his day. He's a really good championship defender. Austin Trusty, uh, left-sided defender, really impressed me against Huddersfield. And I think him and uh, Placetta, who we've got on loan from Norwich, they're both very quick athletic players. And I think because of that, we can sort of nullify anyone who's quick on the opposition's right side of the pitch. I'm actually quite happy with recruitment. We're linked with this lad called Hannibal Med on loan from Manchester United, who's uh, quite highly rated there. So actually, you know, I think in terms of the signings we've made, I'm, I'm reasonably, reasonably happy with that. Who should we be looking out for on Saturday? Got Organ. He's a proven striker. Along yeah. with him, then, is there any other who will catch our eye? I think what's really impressed me about Scott Ogan this season is, as well as the sort of poaching instincts which he's got, he's also making, he's also worked really hard so far this season and he's making some selfless runs, which sometimes you need from the centre forward. We like Scott Hogan. Also, I'm quite hopeful that uh, Janino Bakuna could really come on under John Eustace. He was fantastic against his former club Huddersfield the other night um, they described him as being someone who could pull a 10 out of 10 you know on one game and then maybe a, a five or a four in the next couple of games I think what we're hopeful is that we can find a little bit more consistency from him under John Eustace and his sort of coaching style and and maybe that's the case for the squad as a whole and we're hopeful that a few of the players who are maybe a five or a six out of ten under Bowie last season could be elevated to a seven or eight out of ten under Eustace this season because I think we've got a good coach uh, in place as I've mentioned before so I think that's the key to it really Looking ahead to Saturday I'm going to push you here for a prediction We're going to uh, seem to be a really tough 
uh, hardworking side, lots of driven characters in there. I'm going to go for a draw. I'll say one apiece in this one. Well, we've drawn our first three, so why not draw this one as well? Well, thank you very much for that, Gab. I really appreciate you coming on. It's been uh, lovely to hear the insights of Birmingham City. Thanks again, Gab, and it's been brilliant having you on. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure, Barry. Thanks very much. Well, thanks, Gab, for that. That was a great insight into Birmingham City, and I much appreciate you coming on, as I said, during the during the interview there. Gab mentioned a, a few players, two that stick out for me at Birmingham, Scott Organ and Bakuna, who I think they've got in from Huddersfield. Two lively lads, and I think we'll have our hands full. Yeah, I agree, Barry. Um, they've started a lot better than I thought they would. Um, I think they were everyone's favourites to go down along with Reading, but with the way it started, you wouldn't be able to tell. They got a, a positive draw at home to to Watford, albeit it's already like they were on the back foot for most of the game. Um, but I, th- I still think very much this is a game we need to target target a win in. We, you often see teams kind of um, flattering to Steve early on, and that there is there is obviously problems behind the scenes at Birmingham that obviously this podcast isn't long enough to go into. But yeah, I think that they've got some really good players. I think they do really well in the loan market as well, which is something that you you know is always good in this league as we as we've seen previously. So I'm I'm worried about them, um, but obviously I've got. Got full faith in us as well. I think one player that you've forgotten to mention was uh, Troy Deeney, and we all know who discovered him because he never shut up telling us that he discovered him. And that'd be Mister McKay. I think Adam's spot on. We could do. We we've got to be targeting this for points. Yeah, we, we we've not had a bad start, but that would put our our decent start. They've obviously started better than they expected. Parallels with us, I think, in a a coach that they like that's maybe not that fashionable, but he's good man management. Whilst the club is in a bit of a state around him and he's doing better on the pitch, but obviously he's got proper players, not journeymen and uh, kids. Yeah, I agree though. John Eustace, the manager, Paul, he's an excellent coach, as, as Gab talks about there. And I think he's probably the shining light at the moment, in, in like what you say is a, a bit of a gloom around around the club. Uh, and, and with that, I think we'll move on to Ref Watch then. The referee on Saturday will be Andy Davis from Hampshire. And he's actually a former professional football player himself. Played with Gillingham, Portsmouth and Yeovil. And he was forced to retire through injury at 28. And when he'd hung up his boots, he decided to turn to refereeing, which was in 2003. And he made rapid progress through the ranks. He reached the national list, uh, the national line list in a short amount of time. He then went on to officiate his first football league match in August of 2012. Two seasons later, Andy Davis was refereeing in the championship. And this season, he's been in charge of two games so far and he's issued four yellow cards. And last season's card watch for him was he took charge of 36 games, he issued 100 yellow cards and two red cards. And both of those red cards were second yellows and he gave six penalties. He's got 10 games previous Latics under his belt, the last one being our 1-1 draw with West Brom at the DW in December 2019. Quite an infamous and game, that, as well. That was... Uh, yeah, what a bottle gate. When Jamie Jones was having a brew, when Cal Naismith got the back pass to him. Yeah, and, and how valuable those two points that we dropped would have oh, been. Oh, well. God, yeah. <laughs> and that's Andy Davis, who will be the referee against Birmingham on Saturday. Cool, so we've played Birmingham 25 times in the past, um, not as many as Bristol City at the weekend, but we've got a much better record. We've won nine games, uh, lost seven and drawn seven. Um, so as Barry mentioned when he had a chat with Gab, um, the first meeting between the two sides was that FA Cup tie at St Andrews back in January 1978. Were you there, Barry? 
I certainly was behind the goals. Good man. Uh, there was 29,000 on that day, uh, which they witnessed a, a very spirited performance that actually went a long way to helping uh, Wigan Athletic to get elected to the AGM, the Football League AGM. Uh, the last meeting we had with uh, Birmingham City was at St Andrews on New Year's Day 2020. Perhaps a turning point for that season as we uh, we were definitely on a, on a bad run at that point. Uh, we'd not won in 13 games. I, I, I seem to remember that it was like the first away win as well in centuries. We were stuck at the foot of the table, but we actually went there and grabbed a fantastic 3-2 win. Uh, goals from the, uh, the Latics legend Josh Windass. He got two that day. And... Um, uh, kind of controversial goal by Kipre, which we won't go into. Um, I remember that day, actually, I, I was up at bloody silly o'clock um, after New Year's, a New Year's Eve party. So, um, yeah, I was uh, rough, but that helped uh, cheer me up. So the prediction, Gab predicted 1-1, was it? Yeah, Gab predicted one apiece. I think so, uh, a so tough it's side. an unusual uh, opposition preview. There's always a, a win for the opposition, I seem to have But I know Gab's very leveled, so that doesn't surprise me. I think it's going to be uh, a close game, this. And... Uh... Possibly just one one goal between. I'm going to go for for our first win of the season. I'm going to go for a a two one Latics away win with Fletcher scoring on his debut and a Jack Watmore header at the far post to put us two 0 up. With Birmingham coming back with a late goal, but was hanging on for the three points. So I'm going for two one to the Latics. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? They've started well. We've started reasonably well. Getting that first away win is always a good thing because it stops you. Ever- like having a hoodoo if you don't get it for a, a few weeks into the season. I, I really should be saying a draw as a prediction, but I'm going to do the heart over the head and I'm going to say a 1-0 Latics win. And I'm going to say give the goal scorer as Callum Lang. I'm not going to be as precise as you with when. I'll just say it'll be <laughs> 1-0 and Lang will be the scorer. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to... I think a, a draw would be um, a more realistic result. But again, I think I'm going to go ahead out of head here. I can actually see us scoring early on and then kind of clinging on, but then getting a, a, a relief goal at the end to make it 2-0. So I'll go with a 2-0 Latics away win and set our season up with our first win. Going into two two home games, I think it is, after that. So that'll be a really good good result, uh, setting us into those. So we've all gone for a Latics win. How good's that? It's a very upbeat and positive uh, time of the season, this. It'll be good to get our, our first three points all. Uh, it's due to come, so it's... Uh, rather than later, and an away win as well would be fantastic. That's us done for this evening. Just want to reiterate what we said at the beginning about Adam. People, don't worry about him. He's in good hands. He's looking really well. He's very positive, and he's hoping to be home at the start of next week. So that's that's really good news. Hopefully, he can get on the road to recovery quickly, and we can get him back on the podcast. We'll be back on Sunday with all the reaction to the Birmingham game, hopefully celebrating a win. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you all on Sunday. Until then, it's uh, up the ticks, and come on. Come on, up Up the the ticks. ticks.